Good morning. Today is Sunday, July 17, 2022. Today begins the period of three weeks, three weeks of mourning and introspection, culminating in the commemoration on Tisha B'Av, three weeks, we, we commemorate it three weeks from today, the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, the Holy Temple in Jerusalem, the first temple, the second temple, as well as other tragedies that have befallen the Jewish people. Tisha B'Av is our national day of mourning, and these three weeks are intended to gradually lead up to that day. And the tears and the mourning practices and the introspection that we should be going through starting today for the next three weeks. All of that is designed to lead us to fixing our deficiencies. And our sages have defined these specific deficiencies, this set of deficiencies. When they tell us that the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, the Holy Temple was destroyed because of sinas chinam, baseless hatred, unjustified hatred, needless hatred. And the most practical, constructive step that we can take, and this should be our major effort during this period, is to practice the antidote to sinas chinam, which is Ahavaschinam, needless love, unjustified love. This was famously suggested by Rabbi Avraham Cook, first Ashkenazi chief rabbi of Israel, and Rav Cook did not only teach this throughout his life, he lived it. Rav Kook was an outstanding genius and Torah leader, and yet he was somewhat of a controversial figure. There were other rabbis and scholars who disagreed with some of his approaches and positions and philosophy. Rav Kook was once speaking publicly, and one of these uh, zealots, uh, people with a lot of chutzpah started yelling at him in the middle of his speech and criticizing him and castigating him and cursing him. Rav Cook paid no attention. He continued with the words that he wanted to say, but it was a terrible embarrassment. It was an outrage for a Torah giant, even if one would disagree with a certain approach, but it was a it was a terrible, unjustified thing. Later that year, as Pesach approached, so every year Rav Cook distributed Maoskitim, which is funds that are collected in order to distribute to Jews who do not have the financial wherewithal to afford the needs of Pesach, matzah and wine, etc., to make the Seder, to observe the holiday properly. And Rav Kook, like many, many people, like we at Adath, collect funds for this, purpose, for this purpose, and he would distribute. And he had a list of people in need that he meant 
to distribute these funds to. And this year, he gave the list to his secretary to please distribute funds to these individuals who are in need. And the secretary looks at the list and lo and behold, written on the list is this man's name. This man that had acted so terribly, so offensively in public just a few months ago. And the secretary said to Rav Cook, he said, how in the world can you put him on the list? I refuse to give that person list the, uh, f uh, funds for Pesach after what he did to you in public and embarrassed you. And it was a terrible thing. And I should give him, you should, should authorize giving him funds for, f because he, b to, to make Pesach. I refuse to give it to him. And Rav Cook said to his secretary, if you do not deliver the money to him, I'll do it myself. So the secretary said to him, but, but Rebbe, please explain to me why, why would you, why it's one thing not to act with anger towards this person, but to actually give them money for tzedakah you would give to such a person. And Rukuk explained as follows. He said, you know, our rabbis tell us that the Besamidish was destroyed because of sinaskinam, needless hatred, unjustified hatred. And so the famous teaching is that the way, the only way the Besamidish will be rebuilt is through ahavaskinam, unjustified love of one Jew for another. Now, Rukuk explained, ahavaskinam means you like the person, you love the person for no reason. Just like sinaskinam means you hate the person for no reason. But when you love another Jew for no reason, that's not really ahavaskinam. In fact, the Torah itself tells us, you shall love your fellows, you love yourself. Simply to love another Jew without any basis of having that love, that's not a, 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 an extra step. That's commanded by the Torah. We're obligated to do that. That's not unjustified love. That is commanded love. We are obligated to do that. If that's true, explain Rav Kook. What is ahavas chinam, unjustified love? Love that goes beyond what I'm required to do? That's when a person insults you when a person embarrasses you, when a person hurts you, and you have every justification to put them on your list of enemies, and still you show that person love and compassion and understanding and give that person money if they are in need. That is Ahavaskino. Rav Kook thought that, and Rav Kook lived that. So here is a stunning, dramatic, extreme demonstration of this principle in an event that is critical to all of modern Israeli history. Now, the story that I'm going to share with you is a tragic story. It is a difficult and complicated story, and it is murky. It is not at all clear. There's more than one side to what I'm going to share with you. So I am not going to share today the entire historical truth of this story. We'll save that for another time. 
But I want to use one perspective to make this point. When the State of Israel was established in 1948, there were two main forces, already active, military forces, already active, with very different tactics. There was the Haganah, led by, among others, David Ben-Gurion, who went on to become first prime minister. And there was the Irgun, led, among others, by Menachem Begin. And it is not an exaggeration to say that they fought against each other at times as bitterly as they both fought against the British before the establishment of the state. On June 11th, 1948, just weeks after the establishment of the state of Israel, the Irgun, led by Begin, filled a cargo ship named the Altalina with weapons and ammunition. And these weapons and ammunition were desperately needed to help supply the newly created IDF, the Israel Defense Force, Tzavag and Ali Israel. And they were desperately needed by the IDF to defend the newly established and embattled State of Israel. Now here's where it's get, here's where it gets complicated. Ben Gurion feared that the weapons would be used by the Irgun against the IDF, and would actually amount to a coup against the provisional government led by Menachem Begin. Begin insisted that there was an understanding he had reached with Ben-Gurion and everything was well known and well agreed in advance. Now, this point is still to this day hotly debated. It's not my purpose to explore that controversy today. What is not in dispute it is, is that on the night of June 20th, 1948, with the Altalena run aground just meters off the Tel Aviv beach, what is now the Frischman Beach, one of the most popular beaches in Tel Aviv, with hundreds of soldiers and bystanders watching from the shore, Ben-Gurion gave the order to the commander on the scene, Yitzchak Rabin, to open fire on the ship, on the Altalina. Yehuda Avner, in his wonderful book, The Prime Ministers, captures what happened next. Eyewitnesses describe Menachem Begin standing on the burning deck like some figure in a parable, black from the acrid smoke, flinging up his arms and yelling frantically to his men, don't shoot back. Don't open fire. No civil war. Milchamat achim le'olam lo. A war among brothers? Never. Even when it is your brother shooting at you. Sixteen men aboard the ship were killed 
Milchamat Achim Laolam Lo. Shooting back against brothers? Never. Later that night, Begin said, I could smell the stench of civil war. It was madness. It was tearing Jews apart. So I told our men to go quietly, not to resist. It was extremely hard to order our men not to retaliate with bullets and missiles shooting towards them. And 16 of them fell, died, were killed in that battle. But I had to do it, says Begin. I had to do it, ki Yehudim anachnu, because we are Jews. And not one of the men on the Altalena, not one of them, broke their solemn oath not to retaliate. From the depths of Jewish history came the order not to fight back. And it was obeyed to the very last man. Later, Bacon said these words, which are as relevant and potent today as when he spoke them then. And I share them with you now as the deepest message of what we need to hear today as these three weeks begin. However strongly held are our differing convictions, however raucous the debate, these shall be expressed only through the civil avenues of legitimate dissent, because only then will we weather every storm, overcome every hurdle, and withstand every test, and we shall grow with God's help from strength to strength. That is Ahavas Chinam. Now, hopefully, we will never be faced with such a test. But in our own lives, especially now, we must find ways, large and small, dramatic and pedestrian, to exemplify the same attitude. Ahavas Chinam to show love even when its opposite is legitimate and called for. Ahavas Chinam will lead to the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash. My friends, I want to wish you a good day and an easy and meaningful fast. And I look forward to seeing you soon in person.